Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and his journey back to God. So today we're in the last chapter of Proverbs, chapter 31. And before we get started with it, we're going to be starting tomorrow the Gospel of Mark. It's actually the shortest of the Gospels, and I just, I I really enjoy it. I'm also thinking about and praying about doing another podcast in addition to what I'm doing here, where I simply am praying through the, the Psalms. I was listening to a number of prayers and a number of other um, options when I was listening to, say, Hallow, and they prayed scripture, and that was all they did, and it was really pretty powerful. It impacted me, so it's one of the things I'm thinking about and just adding into the overall my journey and seeing what the impact would be to pray the Psalms. Most of them are fairly short, so it would be a quick prayer, but Anyways, just a thought. And moving into um, our reading for today, let's just go to God first in prayer. Father, thank you. Thank you for who you are, the creator of all, and for taking time and even noticing me. I'm just a guy, and I'm one of billions. And yet, Father, you love me. You know me. You know the hairs on my head. They're numbered. So, Lord, I lift up today. I lift up this reading, and I just pray that you, Holy Spirit, you would guide us, that you would touch touch our hearts, touch our minds and our spirits, and that you would talk to us and give us the understanding that you want us to know. And Lord, I just pray that you would bless this time and that you would be the one who, st- who talks to us, not me, but you, and that it be your words, your, your wisdom and understanding that we would gain. I thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. So verse one is the sayings of King Lemuel. Well, there's not a lot known about King Lemuel, and, but there's a, lot of, um, there's a lot of theories about who he is. The most pressing one, or the most popular one, based upon writing styles and everything else, is that he's Solomon, and that he uh, is simply being referred because he's giving his, providing his mother's sayings He's using the nickname that she has for him. Lemuel means uh, means that it's God with us, and it's, let me look up exactly, it's for God or devoted to God. And so that's that could potentially be the nickname that his mother had for him. If it is his mother, his mother then is Bathsheba. <clears throat> and these are some pretty important words to from a mom to a ruler, And I think it's very important also to understand that Proverbs is ending, and it's ending all about women. It ends with the words and the wisdom of a woman, and then it talks about who is a noble woman. And so, and that noble woman is not someone who simply sits and looks pretty. She is an active participant. She is a leader of the home. She is a leader within the household. She is definitely equal to the husband. And so I think it's awesome how God shows how he values women. So many times we hear that Christianity or Judaism or that God doesn't value women, that they're subservient to men. If you think about this and how Proverbs closes, 
to me, it's just, no, I value women as equally, potentially even a little bit more than men. So with that, oh, last thing is when we get into the noble woman um, and the, the reading of that, cool little bit of fact here is it's an acrostic poem. And what that means is the verses of each, um, that the verses all begin with successive letters of the Hebrew alphabet. So very interesting. It doesn't work that way here in the English alphabet, but anyways. So with that, let's go to verse one. The sayings of King Lemuel, an inspired utterance his mother taught him. Listen, my son, listen, son of my womb. Listen, my son, the answer to my prayers. Do not spend your strength on women, your vigor on those who ruin kings. It is not for kings, Lemuel. It is not for kings to drink wine, not for rulers to crave beer, lest they drink and forget what has been decreed and deprive all the oppressed of their rights. So here's a pretty strong statement. And if it's Solomon, and I was reading this from Spurgeon, Solomon has a tremendous amount of wine available to him. And she's saying, don't get messed up in that. Don't get messed up with women who will only ruin your kings. Stay with your wife and then don't get drunk because you're going to forget what you're supposed to do. She then moves on with verse six. Let beer be for those who are perishing wine for those who are in, who are in anguish. Let them drink and forget their poverty and remember their misery no more. Now, some people would say, wow, she's all for the poor being drunk and whatnot. What really this is alluding to, according to, again, Spurgeon and some others, that this is really about the, the treatment of, that the Jews did on people who were going to be executed or who were extremely sick and ill. And so those who are going to perish, what they would do is they would give them strong wine actually with some medication in it um, so that, bottom line, they were pretty groggy. They didn't feel much. They didn't experience much when they were being put to death. The same thing is for those who were in poverty and couldn't remember their misery anymore. They were on the verge of dying. And Spurgeon, in his discussion on all of this, talks about poverty of uh, their spiritual poverty. He, he actually brings and discusses this section all about their spiritual poverty and their perishing because of their lack of a relationship with God. Anyway, so I've digressed. Verse 8, speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of all who are destitute. Speak up and judge fairly. Defend the rights of the poor and the needy. So his mother told him, don't don't get involved in women. They'll bring you down. And if it's Bathsheba, she definitely knows that. Don't get drunk because you forget what you need to do, what you're truly supposed to do. Speak up for those who are poor and who you rule over and who need help. So now verse 10, the wife of noble character. A wife of noble character who can find she is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. 
She is like the merchant ships bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it's still while it is still night. She provides food for her family and portions for her female servants. She considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her task. She sees that her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. In her hand, she holds the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. When it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. She makes covering for, coverings for her bed. I'm sorry. She makes coverings for her bed. She is clothed in fine linen and purple. Her husband is respected at the city gate, where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them, and supplies the merchants with with sashes. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom, and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all that her hands have done, and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. I think the Lord is really explaining, you value your wife not because she's pretty. You value her because she does so many wonderful things. You value women. You listen to their words of wisdom, and you value them for who they are. I don't think... There's any, I don't think there's very many other ways to interpret that. If your wife is godly, you are a blessed man. So with that, let's go back to the Lord in prayer. Father, thank you. I thank you for loving us, for giving us such good instruction, helping us to understand what it means to be your children, helping us to understand what's important to you, So, Father, I lift up this day. I pray for your wisdom and your guidance. And most importantly, I pray for the strength to do your will. And that I would love you with my whole heart, my whole soul, my whole being. And that I would also love my neighbor as myself. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. I hope you have a great day.